Should I do a solo song? Maybe we, I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to wait till the music comes back. We can't continue without it. I'll sing for you. Don't, because that would ruin the listeners. Actually, this might be a better buildup. Just pause for effect. Okay, I'm pausing for effect. No, you're not. What's you're the effect? I said pause for effect. No more talking. Talk. Well, then you stop talking. You're doing more talking than I am. I've shut up completely, you're, you're, you're and you're sitting over there doing all this talking. You're so annoying. All right, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest treason of all in history, it's actually Hillary Clinton. We got that for you this segment. And the new pig book of wasteful spending in the federal government is out. We'll try to share that with you, if not give you a link to it. And the uh, race between Brat and Spam Burger. I know, what's Spam Burger, not Spam Burger. And the debate on taxes. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio is the Founding Fathers intended. There we go. Yeah. My name is Scott Lee. Hi, Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour is Royal Majesty Obama calling for something for all of us. You don't want to miss this. He went on to say that men are getting on his nerves. He wants more women. More women. Men I don't know her. how to take that. I don't. Well, we're going to discuss it at four. It's just it's unconscionable. This guy. He's, he's he finds himself a microphone and makes these statements and gives us fodder for radio. All right, we're up and running at Patriots at the Lee Brothers dot com, or you give us a call at four five four thirteen sixty six four five four thirteen sixty six. Coming up five o'clock. T shirts to pay for name changes on school buildings. They're going to sell T shirts. They're sell T shirts. Remember the one school? What was it? Hundred over a hundred thousand dollars. And we offered to do it for half. Yeah. Well, the new and Obama Elementary School in Richmond, you know, it's only 26000 but they're going to use T-shirts we, to fund you know, it. Here's the thing. We'll still do it for half. 13? Let's see. Is that uh, let's half? say 12. Nice round Okay, number. that's better. Six for you, six yeah, for me. Okay. We'll have it done in a matter that's of a couple of days. Seven for me, five for you. Yeah, but I can paint the sign. Oh, you that's can't. true. <laughs> okay, you can have So I said six five. and six, but that's now, already a deal. now I'll take seven. Why does it even matter? I mean, that would be a phenomenal deal for the, for the we'll school. We'll change all the schools you want changed for a nominal fee. Right, including the new one they just changed in Roanoke. That's at 5 o'clock. Also, the Any, biggest news, the, you know what the biggest news in Virginia is? This is all over the place. I don't know if you've seen this. Lee County, uh, Virginia, is now arming teachers this school year. They voted for it this week. Let's have Lee County is Northern Virginia. Let's have it. No, it's not. It's not Northern Virginia. Where is it? Uh, it's you don't a, even know. I, what, it's not, I do You're know. You're not thorough in your no, research. I'm, I'm completely up to date. On it. It's just not in Northern Virginia. <laughs> Lee County, Virginia is going to arm school. Your if you're in Lee County, call us and tell us where yeah. you are. <laughs> That's your thoughts. <laughs> At 5 o'clock, we'll debate that, and it will be a fun It's our county. Fun I, this time. is totally embarrassing. We should know where this place is. Well, so if it was Lee Street. We well, know. I do know where Lee Street is. But if it was Lee Road, Lee Ditch, Lee Driveway, we should know where it is. This is embarrassing. You should be embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for you. Twice as embarrassed. Nobody's more embarrassed for you than me, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> 454-1366. 454-1366. New poll out. New poll saying out. If you were in District 7. In District 7. <laughs> there an echo in here, Mark? What is going on with the equipment? You are going to vote for the Democrat, 59%. You're going to vote for the Democrat. 59% of voters 59%. in District 7 are going to vote for Abigail. We call her Abby. Abby you're Spamberger. You're going to vote. That's like no sugar added ice cream. I mean, you should not. 
go by these ridiculous polls because they probably poll I'm not going by a eight poll. people in the room. I'm not going by a poll. I'm just saying there is a poll. Now, there whether you poll. believe it or not is it's, the big it's question. It's not going to happen. Ms. Spanberger, it's not going to happen. Did you? What did you I call hope her? You're, Span. Okay. That's her name. That's, that is her name. I, I call her Spanberger. I know you did that last week. I thought it was disrespectful and rude. If we're going to have a cordial debate on the issues in the District 7 race, let's do it by using her name appropriately. Like Abby. I, I, I think we're, I on, a first name basis. we're on a first name basis with Abby. Dave Brett has done a phenomenal job in well, Washington. It, All of our candidates are phenomenal people, and they're the ones that need to be in the White House. And if they're not... All of they us are going to pay the price. They're all going to be in the White House. I'm sorry, they're not. They'll you, be sworn you, in in front of it. <laughs> but they're not going to be in the White House. Their house like, is white. I think you missed that. The Capitol's some white. Are, some are. I don't know that their houses are necessarily necessarily right. My house is white. Your house is white. So let's uh, let's let's ask Abigail a question on taxes, shall we? This was brought Abby. up. Abby, Abby, baby, uh, can you hear me? It, it gives us a good insight into who Abby is. Do you think it'd be, should we just call her Abigail? That's probably more appropriate. Let's call her Abby because it sounds more friendly. And we are friendly. And we are friendly people. We are friendly. Uh, Abby. We rarely rip anyone's head off. Was was on the John Frederick show uh, and talked, was asked about the tax cuts. John Frederick's a truly great American. And what she thought of the tax cuts and if she thought they were a mistake or repeal them. Here's her quick answer and then the full text later. Oh, that's not it. You can't hear that. I guarantee no one. That's when she was whispering to us on the phone. <laughs> no, she was loud. But I do think this tax cut was a mis- mistake. But I do think this tax cut was a mistake. Okay, that's a secret. Was a mis- mis- that's, mis- a, that's a secret. Was a, mis- a liberal word. Oh, if you have any problems, dial information. Thank you for calling. <laughs> <laughs> she actually called it a mistake. She goes, "This is a mistake. The tax cut was a mistake." So Abigail Spanberger versus David Brad, District 7, you have a choice this November. One says the tax cuts that you receive, which is on average $1,000 into the paychecks of an average American family, was a mistake. And here's, here's the thing. They haven't measured anything. They can't measure anything yet without the tax cut. It's a, how can you say something's a mistake until it's gone into effect? Completely. It, it, see, you get $1,000. What are you going to do? You know... I got an extra thousand bucks. I, I've been wanting this particular television, this particular grill, this particular lawnmower. So I spend this thousand dollars. I put the money back in the economy, and the government prospers from the revenue being spent. Right. They get their tax chunks of everything yeah. involved in it. So how can she say it's a mistake? Letting us keep some of our money is a mistake. It's going to create a deficit. Where were you when Barack Obama was running up a $20 trillion deficit? She is very concerned. Now, listen to what she's concerned about. The difference between Dave Brett. Dave Brett's concerned about you getting money. She's concerned about the government losing money. She's and if concerned the government about loses the, money... And they're not losing money. It's not their money in the not. first place. It's not. She's concerned that the government won't have money to blow on ridiculous... Project. But the overall premise. The overall premise is yeah, that the she, government does with less. The lady, I don't think the lady is just bonsai ignorant, but no, she's concerned. She just has a leftist she, perspective. She has a very wrong value. She has very wrong view of the issues. And she wants that money well, so the government will have plenty to spend her view, on ridiculous right. projects like eight years of Obama and $20 trillion deficit. Here's her take on it. Again, more on that. 
Well, looking at this tax cut, and I in no way supported the tax cut um, because of the detriment that it that it um, causes our our economy. And is she serious? In no way does she support the tax cuts as a detriment to the economy. Has detriment. she looked around? Has she looked at what's, uh, what, <laughs> For three minutes, what Trump <laughs> has accomplished <laughs> in two years? I mean, has she looked at detriment to the economy? A detriment to the economy. So, if we give you some of your money and let you keep some of your money, that's a detriment to the economy. <laughs> it's not. Because we, the government, are going to go spend it oh, on frivolous crap that we don't need. She was in no way a fan of the tax cut, as she said. And it was a detriment to the economy. She She's did continue. She's got it backwards. She's got it completely well, backwards. Oh. Look at what the economy's doing now. Right. I, com- I I agree with you. But remember the starting point. The if tax cut hasn't even gone into effect. People if, are so excited. They're spending money. They're if, living their lives again. Right. But if your premise is that government has the, 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 the right ideas and the government can't live with less, then a tax cut is a threat to you. I'm just telling you the, the differences between the train yeah, of thought of a David Pratt post, and an Abby Spamberger. And, and Abigail Spamberger thinks that government knows better. A Dave Bratt thinks you know better. It's your money. Well, right, you'd love to sit at a table with Abby I hope we for can. a few hours I love her on the show and try to get, get her to explain... Maybe this is the new math. I don't know. It doesn't well, make any sense. It's we'll crazy. Her, we'll let her speak to this. We've got more of these clips next. We'll share with you and your phone calls. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Call us, Abby. You get a choice. But I do think this tax cut was a mistake. Thank you. Say that again, Abigail okay. Spamberger, for the listeners of the uh, economy, Abby. The listeners of uh, District Seven. This is Abigail Spamberger. But I do think this tax cut was a mistake. I- okay, she thinks it was a mistake, and she went on to say, "I really do." <laughs> <laughs> All right, four five four thirteen sixty six. Four five four thirteen sixty six. You have a choice in November. You do. Edison from Chesterfield. You're on eight twenty WNTW. The answer with the Lee brothers. Welcome to the show. How do you do? Um, enjoy you guys' show. Thank you. Uh, first time caller. I enjoyed it, but that gentleman has a right to say anything he wants to say concerning that name and how he approaches it. In my, in all due respect, if you, they don't have a problem calling us names, and 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 you know, and I, I'll put it aside there. But here's where we're at. You know, anybody that would oppose a tax cut, what's the problem here? I'll tell you what they oppose. They oppose the idea that we're going to pass that that. They're going to do cut anything, or the economy is going to get better, or anything else, because uh, they won't open borders. They they don't want anything good, because anything that looks good, you know, they know they're going to, you know, they're not going to get voted in. So anybody they need would, any, anybody in, in all due respects or anybody that wouldn't appreciate a tax cut. I would submit to you they need a series of psychological or battery examinations. <laughs> right, amen. I couldn't agree more. I mean, more. do the laws of physics cease to exist in this country? It's I mean, the, the basic fundamentals and principles that's applicable to tax deductions and tax appropriations funds. But this is ridiculous. Anybody in their right mind uh, would would sit there and say, well, uh, tax, uh, tax break is just uh, not acceptable. They are clearly deranged and delusional. I submit that they would just put in for a vacation with Hillary and Bill. Well, I, that's, look, that's, Madison, that's I, perfect. I, I agree 100%. And, and the issue, though, comes back to the premise you start with. This is what we were talking about at the, at the start of the show is if you have the idea that government can spend it better, if you have an idea that government 
uh, can't do with less, only the taxpayer can, then your immediate knee-jerk reaction to just about every tax cut is exactly what Amigel Spanberger said. But I do think this tax cut was a mistake. Yeah, you're going to think it's a mistake. Letting people keep their own money hurts the economy. The only way it could hurt the economy is these government nut jobs can't hire a bunch of people who are going to sit around and say, what do you want to do now? I don't know. Think we get caught playing cards? I mean, they don't do anything. A lot of them don't do. They want to create more government jobs. So they say, we created a lot of jobs. Of course, they were government jobs. So here is, uh, here's Abigail again further on the premise of the tax cuts on the John Frederick Show. Well, looking at this tax cut, and I in no way supported the tax cut. Um, so hang on, because a second. Of- hang on a second. And look at the fact that I no way supported it. That's what she said. In and no people, way. People in the audience bobbing their heads up now. Yeah, this woman, is she sharp, sharp as a tack. That's what she said. <laughs> in no way did she support it now. Okay, I'm sorry. Let it play further the tax cut um, because of the detriment that it that it um, causes our, our economy and American families. I'd, I'd like to first recognize that American families a, across this country, many of them did experience a bump in their paycheck because of this tax cut. So I, I recognize the benefit there. But the but I love the but but, but they, these people benefited. But hang on, we don't well, want some people to benefit, and then. They'd be all happy and everything. I mean, they need to be dependent on the government. I recognize that some people got a tax cut. How can a... Here's a politician. And others got this a butt. Po- this is a politician. A politician goes, I recognize that people got a tax cut. But. But. but there's that, no that's, but. That's the There's key phenomenal. word that says, but don't vote for me. <laughs> but. Exactly. When they say but, but means don't even think about. Right. Voting. What's the but, though, Abigail? Abby, what's the but? Recognize the benefit there, but the problem is, is that benefit is not outweighed by increasing uh, health care premiums because of the loss of the individual mandate and the instability that was created within the marketplace because of the loss of the individual mandate. She said so, uh, but. Individual well, that's mandate. That's a big but, which I can't deny. <laughs> that is... How <laughs> rude. There's something not right How about rude. that. How rude. The... Uh, you just took it wrong. The individual mandate. Get your mind out of the gutter. Come she immediately thinks the individual mandate has something to do with health care premiums tied to tax cuts. She says health care premiums are going up. Of course they're going up. It was They were designed to go up by your royal majesty, Obama. And Everybody knew that was going to happen. Tax cuts didn't cause that. Trump had nothing to do with it. And the fact that American families may have small um, increases in their paychecks. I love, I love that. I love that. Small increases. You, you little peasants. Is you got a small thousand dollars in your paycheck. peasants get a few dollars. What, what politician talks that way? They can get way? soup with their That's sandwich annoying. now. That's annoying. That's ridiculous. That, that, is, that is offensive to people who work hard. Even though some of you got this small pittance back in. It's their money. Abigail Spamberger, it's our money. Don't call it pittance. Let's, Don't call it a little bit. It's mine. Decide. I deserve it back. We need to get her on, on with oh, us. Um, increases in, in their paychecks that are temporary in this tax bill are temporary uh, to basically pay for permanent tax cuts for corporations, to me, I think, is just misaligned with where our priorities should be. It's and also the fact not that accurate. we did that um, by adding, uh, estimates are at this point, $2 trillion to our deficit and put ourselves on a trajectory where my kids and my grandkids will still be paying off this debt. Okay, so once again, tax cuts cause debts. They do not. Tax cut has never caused debt. You know what causes debt? Thing. Spending. Spending tax, causes tax debt. Tax cuts may cause a little spending control on the side of the, the liberal fence because 
maybe they won't have as much to spend. And that would be a blessing from heaven. Exactly. So here's the difference. Congressman Bratt says cut taxes and cut spending. Abigail Spanberger says don't cut taxes so we can spend. All you bobbleheads, you have to agree with me. (laughs) Then she says... Bobbleheads unite. Well, she didn't say that. But the last thing she says here, which is unbelievable to me, I can never get past the left on this, is because you had your money in your pocket, got to keep your own money, and the government kept spending, that it's your fault. That is disgusting, and no politician should ever win your vote with that kind of comment. All right, your phone call's next. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Making... Radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers. We built this city. On tax cuts. Yes, we did. We built this city on tax cuts. This tax cuts. Keep your money. money. Our money. Keep your own money and make the economy work. You remember the uh, the town hall with Congressman Bratt where when the pastor was praying, the Democrats were booing. And when David Bratt said that our rights don't come from government, they come from God. And he got booed for that. Apparently, my understanding is Abigail Spanberger was in the front row of that town hall meeting. Dropping bombs. Now, I don't know. We're looking to get more of the video of it to see where she was, what she was saying, what she was cheering. But if that's the crowd that Abigail Spanberger has on her side, someone who would boo the fact that God gave the rights instead of government, what insane person would boo that? Uh, somebody who's a human a humanist socialist, perhaps? I don't know. How do you boo the fact that our rights come from God and not government? How do you boo that? But Abigail Spamberg was in the front you, row of that crowd. What was she how cheering? How did you come to that thought process? How could you possibly possibly believe that? I would have to think Abigail was was part of that crowd. Unless I find out differently, we're going to look into this and get some more information. But there's plenty of video. There's plenty of audio showing her at the event did she boo when the pastor was praying? Did she use any language that was inappropriate? We're, we're going to find out, and, uh, and we'll try to bring it to you. All right, coming up, um, the biggest treason in history turns out to be Hillary Clinton laundered some money. Whistleblower Kevin Shipp says Hillary Clinton did just that, and we'll talk about that coming up. Hey, check us out at uh, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Click on our page to you directly to the Lee Brothers with three great videos. Right? That's right. <laughs> I didn't miss what that. What can I say? Your phone call's next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820. WNW. The Lee Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. Well, if you ask me where I come from, I like it too. I wrote it. (laughs) Virginia citizens and American patriots. The Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend, and my brother sitting in my left. left. Sometimes it's far left. Sometimes my far left. Oh, yes. Do you see this story about a Virginia resident dies after exposure to flesh-eating bacteria by swimming in warm water? Yeah. um, You hear that story at some point about every year. But just to think, flesh eating, it eats your flesh until you're dead. 
I mean, I wouldn't even. It's a, it's a, it's a gangrene kind of bacteria. Is what it is. I wouldn't even throw a rock into a pond for, you know, fear that it would bounce off some flesh eating well, bacteria hang on. and bra- fly it's, back. Brackish, warm, brackish salt water. Brackish, yeah. brackish water. So here's an idea: don't swim in the summer. Swim in the winter. There you go. <laughs> now I can't did swim say, in the water. Did you say? Pfft. Now I can't, now I can't swim. Now I'm a, now the biggest fear is me swimming. There's so many things that can that scare people. I can't yeah. swim. I can't drink Mountain Dew. I can't do these things because all this stuff that's happened. I mean, it's just crazy. What if a bird flying over here drops an apple? The apple could have enough velocity to kill you when it strikes you, depending on the altitude of the bird. You can die a lot of ways. Now that's completely made up. I guarantee you, somewhere somebody has died from an apple. Somebody has died from an apple. From a bird, though. Probably had bacteria in it. (laughs) Might have. I'm just going to make it up as I go along. Exactly. Thank you. That's Richard. That's what radio is all about. That's just insane. Coming up next. (laughs) There's no way. There's no way. Have you ever seen a bird with an apple? Yes, I have. I have seen a bird drop an apple. You know why that doesn't surprise I, me? I seen an apple bounce off a roof of the house, fall out in the yard. I said, where in the world did that come from? And then this big crow lands and picks an apple up, looks at me like, ha, and flies <laughs> off. I know what he was saying. Yeah, you're insane. I heard him. Uh-huh. I, I have some concerns. Very many. I mean, look, look, if you're going to be scared of getting in the water now because of flesh-eating bacteria, that's over. If I can't go swim in the ocean in the brackish water, I mean, what do you do in the summer? I'm not afraid of it till it gets to the bathwater. <laughs> then then we're going to be living that? in a funky nation. Oh, they start oh, announcing on the news that your bathwater could possibly eat you. Eat you. Yeah. That, uh, then that's a problem. It's going to be a nasty oh, that, That's going to be a problem. Can you imagine that not being able to take a shower? In this kind of weather... I mean, think about the old days when they didn't have showers. And th- I mean, how did you live? We could set up a bungee cord over a waterfall. No, seriously, think the about people it. People just, oh, whoosh. Water moving so fast, the flesh eaters <laughs> couldn't hang on. Think about, think about the life in the old days where you just couldn't go turn a shower on and get in there and cool off and feel refreshed and comfortable in the morning. Imagine hey, every you know day. That, that, to me, there's a couple things that are important to life. One is a cool shower or a hot shower, depending on the time of the year. Showers are critical. I think they're very important. I can't imagine living without an air conditioner. I'm so glad you finally realized that. An air conditioner. Because, damn. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> no, could you imagine living without either one of those things? Air conditioning and showers. Those things that are critical. That would be rough. Those things know? are unbelievable. That's what makes society work. Capitalism, the free markets, the whole yeah. idea about everyone has an air conditioner and a shower. These are important things. Without the, I couldn't be, I couldn't have lived in the 18. I couldn't have been a founding father who well, went days know, without showering and- and didn't have air conditioning in Philadelphia when there was the Constitution Convention. It was so hot, and it was guys so hot. wearing all those all wool, wool clothes, clothes and wigs. I'm surprised they weren't sitting around in their skivvies with no wig on at all. I, I am telling you, I don't know how they. I am just glad I am born now in this time. But this, if you think about it, right now, this is the if of all history. Look at history. This is an amazing time. We ought to be celebrating the ideals of America and where we are as a country. Instead, we got half the country pissed and hated it. We got people burning the American flag at Maxine Waters' congressman office. With Nancy Pelosi hanging on. It's unbelievable. I I wonder if back in the Western days, if, you know, there was a flesh-eating virus back then. I'm going to take a bath. Okay, do it at your own risk. You jump in the tub in a hotel after some bar queen or whatever dumps water in there with buckets. That was really sanitary. That's what I'm telling you. It's come so, out half as smelly not? as you were, but you're still, still pretty funky. Smelly. Yeah. But that was exactly. the way of the world. And suppose you got out of the tub and you're like, 
That looks like the bone in my leg. The flesh eating's in that tub. I meant to tell you. Is that where the term throw the baby out with the bathwater came from? I think like, so, probably. Because everything was dirty and they just ended All up throwing the baby. have a smell. Babies have a good smell, though. They Most do. do. Brand new Get baby. the baby out of here. <laughs> Some of them do. I like to. I would like to say congratulations to my daughter, Brittany. Oh, who speaking had, of babies. Uh, yeah, this is an awesome story. My my little granddaughter is one day old. That's now. unbelievable. A day and a couple I, hours old. She's cute as a button. Of course she is. Well, I'm just melting. I've got to get to Ohio. That's one thing that's unbelievable. To see that little baby girl. How, how beautiful your kids and family are, despite, despite being baby. related to you. What a beautiful baby. <laughs> what a beautiful. It's so true. Trump is right on that one. Beautiful baby. Richard Lee, grandfather number th- four. Four. Three boys. I knew that, by the way. I'm a, and one girl. Yeah, of course I knew that. That's awesome. That's a that's a real story. That's what yeah, really that is. let's see, showers. I was so excited. Air conditioning and parent and grandparents. Those are great positions to be in. I you get all three of those. The phone rang yesterday and I said, That's it. My little baby girl is here. And uh, sure enough. That's awesome. Cute Audrey kid. Annette is her name. Audrey Annette. Audrey Annette. Double A. She's triple A in my book. Okay. You're Class man. A. Class A. A all the way. Abigail uh, Spanberger. Um, there's no transition from grandparenting and Richard's new baby to this, but we're going to try. Abigail Spanberger went on to talk about taxes on the John Frederick Show and her take on it. Here she is. But I do think this tax cut was a mistake. I recognize that some people in their paychecks do feel a little bit of a bump, but they also need to recognize that that's going to go away because those tax cuts were not permanent. And we had promises that the growth in the economy would offset the deficit uh, that that we've added. And in fact... Those projections are are not holding true. They are holding true. It's they not permanent. It's not permanent. Well, then I don't want it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want, want it. it even for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I hit my head on a fence post once, and now I don't want any tax cuts. Keep not, my money. Not even for a minute. Unless wait a minute, I did say my money. It is my money. <laughs> on second thought, give me my money. That's we phenomenal. are giving away in the tax code about 1.3 trillion dollars a year. What a great example. We're what giving a, what away. a great example. That's Tim Kaine and Abigail Spanberger are in the same boat here. They both think it's their money. And they think they they're think giving they, it away they, when exactly. they let you keep that's it. In, that's unbelievable. That's if, preposterous. If they had it their way, and this is true, if they had it their way, they would take every dime you ever earned and they'd give you enough to get by on. And the bottom line is we're not broke. There's plenty of money. It's just the government doesn't have it. Exactly. And that's a congressman talking. That's Ellison. That's Keith Ellison, who is helping run the DNC right now, who actually believes that you are making the government broke. See, in their thoughts, if they could take all the money in the United States, they could pay off certain things. That's not really what they're thinking. They're thinking, think of all the stuff we could buy. Think of all the money we could spend it on. How many foreign nations that hate our guts sideways that we can give money to and maybe buy some friendship there? <laughs> exactly. But, it's, you know. It's but unbelievable. I think that a tax cut was a mistake. Okay, we're keeping that forever. Abigail Spamberger, your choice in November is this. But I do think this tax cut was a mistake. Or Congressman David Bratt. Which what would be the worst mistake you could possibly make is vo- voting for Abby Spanberger this fall. That's the worst mistake? I think there's other mistakes. There's a whole list of mistakes. That's one of them. That's a That's top a one. That's a huge mistake. That's a big one. That's a big one. 
So the pig book is out. And this is what I suggest that uh, anybody who is against tax cuts go, go to look at. Pig book spotlights 232 earmarks. This pig book can be found at 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers takes you right to our page. We posted the pig book so you can read all the 300, 232 earmarks that uh, the U- U.S. government voted $10 million to current budget to uh, rural utility services program designed to help pay for energy costs of some sort. Um, th- this is just one of a thousand of these things. This pig book is the uh, the new 2018 congressional pig book. Shows all the pork barrel spending, all the uh, the uh, 232 earmarks that total 14.7 billion dollars. Just pocket change. 14 you know, point billion. That, that much money me. became irrelevant when Barack Obama was in the White House. Yeah, that was a daily spending. Yeah, that was incredibly foolish. And before you lecture the public for keeping our hard-earned money, even if it's a little bit, Abigail Spanberg, even if it's just a little temporary tax cut in your mind, before you begin lecturing the people who got their money and got to keep their money, maybe you ought to look at the $14.7 billion of earmarks and campaign on that. Why don't you campaign on the waste in government? Because that's the real issue. The, the reason you're not going to campaign on it is because you believe government is the answer. You believe government could get bigger and stronger, and it's better for you, and it's safer for you, and it, it takes care of all the needs. Meanwhile, there's another philosophy. It's one inside the conservative free markets, free people, constitutional, Article One, Section 8 conservative group that thinks, wait a minute, there's this idea of federalism. 232 earmarks that weren't in the budget. We added $14 billion into the budget that should not have been there except for congressional earmarks. That is a travesty. Don't lecture the peasants and the serfs on tax cuts. There's a problem in Washington and has nothing to do with us keeping our money. How much was the money we took back from Iran for that ridiculously? That was $100 billion, wasn't it? I think it was $150 billion. Was it? $150 eh, billion. Dollars. It was $50 pocket billion. Pocket change. Exactly. Pocket change. In the whole scheme of things. Are your phone calls? saved us. <laughs> exactly. Billions. Oh, he saved this country billions. All right. Uh, your phone calls next. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820. WNTW. Our version of the Federalist Papers. Without all that reading. It's the Lee Brothers. My daddy served in the army We lost his right eye But he flew a flag out in our yard Still a day The Federalist Papers here every Friday from 3 to 6 My brother Hillary Clinton involved in the biggest treason in history A former CIA officer is saying just that Money laundering uh, A tune of millions of dollars Received at the Clinton Foundation To help us get a grip on this Is Dr. Michael Shower. He is a former intelligence officer for the CIA, American blogger, author, joins the Lee Brothers right now. Hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Thank you for having me, and I apologize for being late. No, no, you're never late. We appreciate you joining us. (laughs) Absolutely. So, hey, let us open this uh, door for us a bit. We don't, we have not been talking much about this. A lot of the the national issues of this such, we've kind of left to others and, and dealt with other things. But would you just give us a glimpse into how this story came to your desk, what you're seeing here in the, in the biggest treason in history, as this uh, Kevin Ship is saying? Well, uh, t- treason is increasingly a hard thing to, to define. I, I, I think no one wants to really discuss it, but it certainly seems to me like her behavior has been um, 
extraordinary in the sense that uh, it's been illegal from start to finish. And it, what we're looking at now, and I think it has the two witnesses the, uh, the Constitution requires, is that she set up an uh, uh, Internet service that was unsecure and which included in its program uh, an entry point for a foreign entity to get a copy of every uh, email she wrote or exchanged with right. the president and other members of the cabinet. And um, she knew that, and, and it was programmed into the set. So what we have is a secretary of state discussing the highest level information about our government and its foreign policy, and she's arranged for a non-Russian foreign entity to um, receive copies of all of those. Wow. And uh, I'll tell you, sir, uh, I worked for the CIA for 22 years, and I used to worry about checking my pockets every night before I went home in case I had a uh, I had stuck something in it during the day that was classified, some notes or a piece of paper or a copy of something. You because know. you knew you could get in trouble otherwise, right? I would get in trouble. It, absolutely, I would get and in rightfully trouble. rightfully so. Uh, it, well, it's, it's, a, it's a drastic thing for the individual, but it's necessary for the country. Right. And uh, there is no CIA officer who could have gotten away with uh, what Mrs. Clinton did and... Uh, uh, not evaded the lockup for a considerable period of time. Now, is it treason? I I think we need to find that out, and I think you can only do that with a trial. But it was a premeditated act of exposing to a foreign government our most secret, high-level diplomatic activities. um, For what? I think that's the question. What? I tend to think that all of this business about Russia is a screen for the amount of graft that has flowed into both parties, into many businesses in this country from the Chinese. It's clear that they don't want any attention on China at this point. And it it is just, um, it's misdirection, I think. You think it's more about China than it is Russia? on 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 the server, I think that's very much the case. Because, you know, uh, in truth, um, Putin doesn't have a pot to pee in. Uh, his country is recovering still from the whole experience of dealing with the first Bush administration in economic terms, which, which really took Russia down almost to the bare bones. Um, but it seems to me that they're hiding something by this misdirection. Uh, who in their right mind would not want a better relationship with a nuclear power at which we are at odds at the moment. Yeah. yeah so I, it seems to me an open and shut case. I know if, 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 if Hillary Clinton had been a CIA employee, the, the roof would have fell in on her, and she would be making um, little ones out of big ones in some prison somewhere. Yeah, but John Brennan or James Clapper or somebody should have came down, or James Co- or Comey. How, do, well, how does she getting, get out from under all of this? I think you have to remember the... Uh, Barack Obama, sir, spent both terms sewing into the fabric of the American bureaucracy, especially into the security agencies, people who owed their presence there to him. Yeah. And not only, you know, kind of regular individuals, but he's turned the CIA, for example, into kind of a circus of 
of sexual deviancy. So, uh, you know, when I when I was polygraphed, the one thing that could have blo- two things that could have really blocked you m- immediately: homosexuality and and uh, drugs. And now they have a month long, um, a month long celebration of what do they call it? Sexual <laughs> diversity. So it's interesting how it's changed for you. It, it's shocking, sir. It so, is absolutely. So, shocking. how can people learn more about Doctor uh, Mike Shore? Well, I could say, sir, that they could look at my uh, uh, blog. It used to be called nonintervention.com, but uh, the da- something called the Daily Cost and its supporters complained to uh, GoDaddy, and now GoDaddy has canceled my blog. So, I will put it up somewhere else. Uh, this just happened today. Wow! I suggested that. Um, uh, if it was time for President Trump to move legally against the enemies of the republic. And if they didn't, um, Jefferson's paragraph about uh, will eventually come if it looks like the republic is going to be um, ruined by these people. And I guess that was too strong a meat. Jefferson is such a controversial topic, I guess. Hey, not in Virginia. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, Doctor. A little bit. We'd like to have you back on. <laughs> yeah, can we do that sometime, sometime soon? And if you could send us your contact information to patriots at theleebrothers.com. I'd love to do that, sir. And I, you've been very gracious in accommodating me for being late. No, no, oh, no, no problem. And Thanks. I would just wish this segment was a little bit longer. We lost some time there, but... Yes, sir. We'd love to have you back. Thanks, I'd doctor. love to talk to you again, sir. Appreciate it. That's Dr. That's Mike Shore, author and a former Central Intelligence officer. And a truly a great American. Your phone calls next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Hang on. Let me send this text real quick. Okay. All right, so we're back. Obama, he's, uh, he's upset. He says men are getting on his nerves. No, men. Men. Men on his nerves. In other words, you die. Scott especially. And a new definition of unemployment. You won't believe this def- how this is defined by the socialists. We'll share that with you. And universal basic income. Speaking of socialism, that is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the only two-headed talk show in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us. This last day with no rain, it appears. It looks like we're going to get rain for quite Forever? some time. Starts tomorrow. It starts at like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. in this area, and it's supposed to go as far as as far as my little uh, weather computer will tell me, and that's beyond next weather Saturday. computer. The thing you hold in your hand called that's your phone. Right. That's your weather this computer. This is not my phone. This is not my weather oh, computer. Oh, th- I'm sorry. Thought that was a phone. Looked like one. I have words for you, but I won't put them over the air because the FCC may be monitoring us right now. 454-1366. 454-1366. Coming up at 5 o'clock. I, th- it's the debate I want your input on. Lee mm-hmm. County is arming teachers. They're the first in the country, uh, to my knowledge, that is doing this. And, and if uh, it is a Northern Virginia area, isn't that incredible? I, it don't that care where it is. Be totally unbelievable. In, that would be totally... It would be incredible for Northern Virginia schools to arm teachers. I mean, uh, you would think. It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter if it's. I know, but I'm saying it'd be more likely. It's in Western Virginia. Of course it is. Lee from Richmond. Hi, Lee. I'm Lee, too. Lee from Richmond said it's in Western Virginia. Correct. 
So it's not a, it doesn't matter. The point the is, cowboy influence no, in I wish the liberals would listen. There's Keep no the gun law. There's no gun law that's going to protect your kids in school. Not a single one. I don't think I'm going to the Wild West this weekend to see our town, our county. I know that. I agree with you. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's at 5 o'clock. Lee County's arming teachers. We'll talk about that. And, of course, T-shirts to fund the name change on a school. For Speaking of that, it's Obama Elementary School, Barack Obama Elementary School. Barack Obama's in the news this week. He went to Johannesburg and spoke and gave a big speech. And uh, he, he said some things about uh, the um, the changes of the economy. Listen, listen. Yeah, it did change. It went from sucking out loud. No, he's talking about in general. You hear the, the world sucking economy. sound as it's sucking money. Oh, I know, but the right. economy in the United States is better than it's been in a very long time. Listen to what he promises, though. This is a good. This is what he hopes for, not promises. This is his vision. How, his vision. Where was this vision when he oh, was? No. Even when he was president, he had the vision. This thing guy didn't implement it. Here he is. Pace of change is, is going to require us to do more fundamental reimagining of our social and political arrangements. What? Because we don't want to punish her with a baby. <laughs> I don't want them punished with a baby. <laughs> oh, I love Barack Obama. I miss him. But listen to what he says. Is that even English? Let, let's, can we start that over? Here it is again. Pace of change is, is going to require us to... Require who? Require us. The government. Aren't you listening? Not you and him and free markets and free people. Do more fundamental reimagining of our social and political arrangements. Fundamental rearranging of social and political arrangements. How does someone talk that way? What does it even mean? Well, think about this. Us referring to us and his royal majesty is kind of like pus without the pee. Okay. It sucks. Here he is continuing. To protect the economic security. All right, hang on. We got to back it up. Get it all protect right. Protect. Here we go. The economic. Do more fundamental reimagining of our social and political arrangements to protect the economic security and the dignity that comes with a job. It's not just money it's that a job money. provides. It provides dignity and structure and a sense of place and a sense of purpose. Why is that an applause line? Of course. They probably you work have an hard. You sign. Get... <laughs> Somebody's holding up a plan. Do those folks over there speak English? I mean, did any of them, did they have maybe five people in the audience who started clapping? Everyone else said, okay. I'll you go know, along with that. Whatever, sure. whatever language they speak, Swahili, whatever. And so we're going to have to consider new ways of thinking about these problems, like a universal income. Mm. Universal, universal income. income. Now, wait a minute. Is this a universal chunk of change that they're going to give us back out of our tax dollars and then we can still work and make more money? I am sure. Or is it going to be like you're yeah. making, let's say you're a, one of the chosen few, you're making 100 grand a year. And under his plan, you'll now make 12 with well, a promise that milk will no longer cost 250 a gallon. It's only going to be $2 a gallon. And cereal is going to be a dollar a box. What is it now, by the way? Is it two fifty a box, three bucks? Two dollars and fifty percent of box. If it's on sale, oh, it's three, four, five dollars a box. Oh, that's true. It's ridiculous. Like it's expensive. ridiculous. Now there is a crime of com- milk is tasty. So, so here is Barack Obama on a foreign land saying universal. So we're going to have to consider new ways of thinking about these problems, like new ways, new ways of thinking of about the problems. Thinking about anything. Here's the deal. What's what are the you new doing? way? Do you try to think about it? 
saying it backwards? I mean, how, what's the new way Here's what, I don't, here's what I understand. You know what new ways of thinking come from? They come from free markets and free people and capitalism. They don't come from government. You don't stand up they there and go, we got to think differently. They don't come from a socialist government, that's for sure. You gotta, we don't stand up there and go, the government's got to think differently. That's what he means. He doesn't mean we. He means the government. And so we're going to have to consider new ways of thinking about these problems, like a universal income, Did review every, of our work week, how we retrain our young people. Mm, Does everyone government. think we have a, a universal income need? Does everyone think that we have these major Who thinks problems or whatever, other than Barack Obama, maybe Michelle? What what person thinks that there should be? I mean, where did universal that come income. from? Where did it come from? It Why is, is so no one raising their hand exactly. saying, "Excuse me, uh, your Royal Majesty." It's so foreign. What, what does that even mean? How would that affect me? I have my own business. I make $100,000 a year. I'm comfortable. What does this mean? Are you going to cut my pay? This universal income is for everyone? What everyone. if someone who's got a half a million dollar home, which is not hard to own in today's economy because there are a lot of half a million sure. dollar and up higher houses. Mm -hmm. So what if someone has that house and you're going to cut their pay down to 10% of what they were well, making? So you can make it saying, universal. You're saying that they have to get the money somewhere to pay this universal income. It's yeah, just a, you're working hard. It's a basic you've, universal income. You've worked hard. You've been a moral, productive, so honest. Pay your taxes. Right. Ethical person. You know, and now all of a sudden... The other people who are not don't fall into that category are going to get the exact same thing that you're going to get. Uh huh. Well, that's because, because they didn't want to work hard. That's because there's politicians like this. And now it sounds good. I guess I think it sounds like a nightmare. It sounds good I think to a lot of people, but it's unbelievable that people could actually think that way. It is, there's it's no not free lunch. It's not fair. There is no free lunch. There is no free lunch. Chicago. This is a, a socialist communist idea. Chicago, Little pink houses for you and me. Chicago may be the first largest city in the U.S. to try a universal basic income, like Barack Obama's talking about. Guy running there to— How can they do that? Here's what he says. The, the Pawar has is, is recently introduced a pilot of the UBI program in Chicago. Under his program, $500 a month will be delivered to 1,000 Chicago families, no strings attached, just to check. Here's, just for here, grins oh, and giggles. Here's the reality, he says. Nearly 70% of Americans don't have $1,000 in the bank for an emergency. So this basic income could be incredible benefit for people who are working. Now listen to this. If you think for a second, you leftists, that someone isn't disciplined enough to take their money and save 1000 that if you give them another $500 a month, all of a sudden they're instantly brilliant enough to save it? This is no. ridiculous of all levels. All right. You have uh, a company. You're paying 25 people, you know, $1,000 each a month. And now all of a sudden, under the, this new program, the 25 people now only get $500 a piece a month. Where does all the money that that company just saved because the government, the, the dictatorship, says you only pay the people this much money? Who gets all the other money? Does the government take it so Has they to. can give the people? Has to. Who don't want to work? There's new people America. out there who do not want to work. Thank and, God, and they Barack don't Obama care. is not president. 
No kidding. He can say this all he wants on a foreign land. Just wow. don't bring it here. 454-1366. 454-1366. Next, you won't believe a socialist comments on employment. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream. It's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers. You suck. My brother. <laughs> my brother. The mentally worn out one. He's a youngster. And he's mentally worn out. All youngster? Day. He's younger than you. I don't know if I'm a youngster. I guess anybody younger than you is a youngster, huh? Are you saying I'm a cratchety old yes, fool? Yes, kind of. A little bit. Yeah. I, I would go with, yeah, that exact. I was going to change it up a bit, but it sounds pretty good. Cratchety old, nah, I wouldn't use cratchety. the word fool. I wouldn't use the word fool. You, you should use the word incredibly cool. So socialism yeah. has caught on. Obama's embraced this. No, there's no doubt about it. This basic universal income thing is just... The idea that government can take money from someone and distribute it out, and it's not going anywhere. Then there's this uh, Alexandria Cortez young girl who won in uh, New York. She's the new uh, enthusiastic young woman who less than a year ago was working as a bartender, is now going to be the uh, congressman from the Bronx, Queens area district. Here's what she was asked a question on, I believe it was CNN or one of these things. Listen to her reaction about unemployment. This is, and her response actually to socialism capitalism. And she was. Now the economy is going pretty strong, right? There's roughly 4% unemployment, 3.9% unemployment. Um, Do you think that capitalism has failed to deliver for working class Americans or is no longer the best vehicle for working class Americans? Well, I I think the numbers that you just talked about is part of the problem, right? Because we look at these figures and we say, oh, unemployment is low. Everything is fine, right? Well, unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Excuse me? Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs? Is that, is it, did she mean to say that? Well, unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm just, I'm I'm just, this woman got elected. (laughs) This is like the guy that thinks the island was floating. Right, right. It's going to tip over. It's going to capsize. This is an island <laughs> surrounded by Not this guy. Not this water. guy. Not, not Trump. Water. Trump knows it's not going to tip over. All right, so. There is somebody in Congress that, that was, thinks uh, islands float. Yeah, I remember that. He said if more and more people keep coming on the island, it's going to tip over. Alexa- fall into the sea. Alexander Cortez goes on to explain this. Right, because we look at these figures and we say, oh, unemployment is low. Everything is fine, right? Well, unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Unemployment is low because people are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and can barely feed their kids. And so I do think that right now when we have this no-holds-barred, Wild West hyper-capitalism, what that means is profit at any cost. Capitalism has not always existed in the world, and it will not always exist in the world. <laughs> Show me one country, one socialist country that has survived. One. It's just unbelievable to think that capitalism hasn't always existed. Actually, the yes, ideas of free trading back and forth, the idea free that— Free enterprise I, system exact, goes that back has always to existed. biblical times. And—, and the idea that it's not going to be around forever, this is how the world functions. Now, you might have your head in the sand like a leftist who thinks social socialism isn't work. It's a, it's a flawed system with someone else's money. And exactly. Capitalism exactly. works. But the biggest point here 
is I just want to show you these people are the ones running for offices, the most and winning and winning. That means if we want to get elected, we just need to run as Democrats. And, and talk out of both sides of our mouth <laughs> so true. at the same time. Why doesn't anyone ask these people? Why didn't someone ask her, okay, well, what? how do we fix that? What's the solution? Well, they, there's someone interviewing her when she says this. Well, unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. The reporter goes, work excuse me? 80 hours a week. Play the rest of it. It, it, it. It's just hilarious. Well, unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Unemployment is low because people are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and can barely feed their kids. What are you saying? What people? Where are these people that are working 80 hours a week and not feeding their kids? You what know, are they doing in this their great money? nation, there are ways to get help if that's going on. I mean, there are, Who's working 80 hours a week and not feeding their kids? Your church will help you. Your neighbors will help you. Who's working 80 hours a week and can't feed their kids? How many kids do they have? 150? I mean, how do you not feed your kid? And by the way, what's your solution? Exactly. I mean, you're saying what it's is a your problem? solution? You don't want people to work 60 you hours a week? take the money away from people who have the money, who've worked hard, who've built their career or built their business? It's un- unconscionable. But this, this woman's going to win. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers. Chief Joe from Williamsburg, you're on 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, just fine, just fine. Just got back from an at-sea period. So, anyways, uh, listening to this young lady, uh, again, it's hard to fathom uh, how correct Ayn Rand was in her predictions in her the book, Atlas Shrugged. Right. Uh, the simple fact of the matter is is that the where do I start with this the if someone is having to pull even let's for a moment indulge the young lady and say that someone was having to work 80 hours in this current economy money and the exchange of goods and services means that if you're having to work 80 hours a week if and not voluntary then perhaps maybe you should assess what exactly you're doing and find another way to express your desire to survive in this world and find something that produces more value with a less commensurate amount of time. Or okay. think about this. Think about this, Chief Joe. If, if they're working eight hours, uh, 80 hours a week, they may be doing it for a long-term solution to where they don't have to work 80 hours a week. I know many entrepreneurs who, who are multiple millionaires now uh, worked 80 hours a week for seven, eight years and now can sit back and not work 80 hours yeah. a week. I mean, how, who is she to even... The, the ignorance and, and of this woman is beyond compare. Not this huge group of people working seventy <laughs> yeah, and eighty right. hours a week. It's like there's some is crisis a special out there. club or something. <laughs> I've, I've, I got up to sixty-seven hours. Can I get in? Nope. Nope. You're still short. All right. Coming up, Barack Obama says men are are getting on his nerves. The context it doesn't even make any sense. That next in your phone calls four five four thirteen sixty six. 454-1366. Check us out, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to our page. The Lee Brothers, 820, WNTW. The Lee Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. 
just after 4.30 in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Capital. Jefferson, Madison, Patrick Henry, George Washington. And the Lee Brothers. Mason, Monroe. Great people who founded the country in the ideals of freedom and liberty. America is here because we are here. I'm talking about the Lee family. Richard Henry Lee started it all with his proposal. Truly great America. The Lee Resolution that called for independence. It started in the Lee household. Of course, not just last week, but a long, long time ago. We had another Lee Resolution where all of the biscuits had to be pushed down two or three times before you bake them. Yeah. They were really tasty. That was just one of the other. The real re- <laughs> It's interesting how we wrote that, too. Resolution in the Lee household. That's right. Biscuits. Biscuits, number one. All right, your phone line. Country Ham, no, the two. And the phone lines are open for your phone calls. 454-1366, 454-1366. Barack Obama was in Johannesburg this week. Why? Because he's... Why he, Johannesburg? He's a, he's a world leader, dude. He's so like, he's over there leading the world? He's, well, no, he's not leading anything He's just right leading now. He's that just, little people tiny part of the world called Johannesburg. Pe- don't you remember people fainting at his speeches and, and passing out? I mean... The guy's like a, a small G God. Like, he's just like this rock star. Yeah, he's you know? a very small rock star. Right. But he's a rock star, right. just same. He's a bitty guy. You got to hear this statement. This statement is, is laughable, and it's funny how liberals trip over themselves in identity politics that make themselves look stupid. Women in particular, by the way, I want you to get more involved. Because, because, uh, 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 let's, let's applaud that, shall we? I, I applaud that. Uh, I think they should more. work that they 60, should, 70, exactly. 80 hour a week. They should be more involved. They should involved. come home. I'm and, sick of them not being involved. And your beer can should never be dry. Yeah. And your oh, empty, right. exactly. sandwich should be just perfect. That's just ridiculous. Fresh and moist. Who would think they shouldn't be more involved is what I want to know. Of course they should be more involved. What's, what's yeah, the point man. But there's a political motivation, as there is everything. This is politics. This is identity politics. Men versus women. Uh, why do you think women. they wrote that song, I like my chicken fried and cold beer on a Friday night? I mean, that's why. It's he didn't like, write hey, it. women. He didn't write it. No. And I'm not, I doubt it was. They wrote that song to really tell didn't. women that, hey, no, after your, it. I don't know, 15, 16 hour day, you know, you've got plenty of energy. If you don't, get some of that five hour energy stuff and drink it. And then come home. After you fix my meal, I will eat it. You need to slow while you rub my feet. Exactly. I'm just repeating what you said. Yeah, Tim Kane, thank you. And I just want to see some women at the table. That's just Tim. I'm telling you, this is this is this identity politics is absurd. All right, so let's let's listen to Obama. Women in particular, by the way. Particular. I want you to get more involved because because uh, women in particular. Listen, by the way. listen to this. Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. I mean, I, I just, uh, every day I read the newspaper and I just think, like, brothers, what's wrong with you guys? I mean, what's wrong with us? Right? I mean, we're, we're violent, we're bullying, we... Yeah. What a schmuck. You know, Racist just comment. not handling our business. Um, so, so I think empowering uh, more women on the continent, that ought to, right away is going to... I think lead to some better policies. Like what? Like what? What policy would be different now, here's if, a, if, uh, if a woman introduced it than a man? What, what, what would be a policy that Barack Obama thinks if women got involved, we don't have now because there's men in charge? What kind of crap is this? Do you think this is his way of starting the marketing effort to get his wife elected in the next? Possibly. 
know, this, this, this is marketing. That. This is marketing. Be standing here as your forever first lady. <laughs> That's pretty good. Where'd that there come you from? go. Forever first lady. Forever first lady. Forever first lady. <laughs> so, um, Barack Obama says men are getting on his nerves. Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. That's disgusting. You are, you are, you're not even a man. What are you? Who goes, who does that? What man finds a microphone and says, hey, men are getting on my nerves lately. What? Somebody's going to snap him on the butt with a towel in the golf course locker room and say, was that annoying, your majesty? Yeah, are we getting on your nerves? Men getting on my nerves. Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. That is just men. Uh, men have been getting on my nerves lately. What, where does that come from? Does that, does any leftist out of his if this list of things to say like don't want to punish it with a baby? You know, this is consistent. I don't want them punished with a baby. <laughs> this is consistent with this new movement. I don't know that you've heard about this new movement called Evolve the Definition. This is exactly what Barack Obama... Uh, sounds like a bowel movement. <laughs> evolve the definition. Okay? The word is masculine. And listen to what's going on. Not masochist? No, it's masculine. You know, like manly. Like manly men. This is the new wave hitting new wave. a lot of the left. And it probably makes sense why like Barack Obama... Like a tsunami. ...would say this. Here it is. Masculine. Adjective. Having qualities or appearance traditionally associated with men. Especially strength and aggressiveness. Some of the synonyms are... Macho. Manly. Muscular. <laughs> Well-built. Red-blooded. Red-blooded? My goodness. Strapping. Strong. Brawny. Powerful. Heavily armed. None of these really sound like me. <laughs> they don't? Well, then, turn in your they man card. Like women? Turn in your man card, man. Now, this whole thing is a propaganda piece to say masculinity should not even be used anymore. They continue. Listen to this. And by the way, after all the definitions you've heard of this, so far, what man other than Barack Obama and the guy you just heard would object to that? This is exactly what masculinity is. You read the def they read the definition. Wouldn't this make all of the women who don't want to be women mad? Or do you think they would... Support this. Like well, here, here's the thing. So, yeah, this, is, this, this is a very good this point. Is awesome. I would ask women what they want in a man. I would guarantee you that most women would say, I want masculinity. I want men to be men. And the definition they just read, except the men in this stupid little evolved the definition, don't think so. Here's what they say. None of these really sound like me. <laughs> I think that definition is a little scary. It's too small for something so big. It's all about what trying to saying? get people to conform and be a certain way. It's about being a man! What do you mean conform? A manly man. Masculinity means something, and you don't like it? And you don't have to be a manly man to be masculine. Yeah, you do. And that's what gets us in trouble is when we say that there's only one way to be a man. So many didn't say there was one way. In fact, the definition went on and laid a bunch of different ways out there. There's only one way to be a man. You got to stand up when you take a pee-pee. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> wow. Masculinity <laughs> means something. Masculinity, the word, means something. You can't evolve the definition. It's like marriage used to mean something. Now it means whatever you want it to mean. We have a crazed culture that for some reason thinks now that the term masculinity and the definition of it is offensive. Where do you think this crazed culture is coming from? It's starting in, in the schools. 
of course. That's if because it's starting you in the house, there's a problem in that house. But it's starting in the schools. You're being indoctrinated. They're not, they're not teaching you about the history of this great state or nation. They're teaching you about masculinity. Masculinity and hey, you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah, here's more of Man, this woman. stupidness. They try and fit, and it just gets to a point where it's too much. Where they are doing harm to each other and harm to themselves. You don't have to do that. You define your own masculinity. You define who you are. For me, being masculine is being honest. This is the body. It is? So, so women are they, honest. They're masculine, too? I mean, they're what saying that, is this? If <laughs> masculinity means you don't have to do things you don't want to do. So go home tonight and tell your wife, you know what, honey? You take the garbage I'm not out. cutting the grass. You take the garbage I'm not putting gas in your car. I'm not taking the trash I'm not changing out. oil in the car. I'm not going to the grocery store. There are men and women. Let's just face An the An hour into that conversation, you're going to be saying, I can do whatever she lets me do. <laughs> exactly. And that's the way it's going to be. The The absurdity of the left is is really laughable, except the problem is, it's becoming reality. We used to laugh at these people and go, this is stupid. Now, this is reality to the point where Barack Obama says... Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. <laughs> it's just... What happened? What happened to our culture that now the term masculinity is offensive? Uh, I would l- really love to know what his campaign... What this is all about. What is he kicking off a campaign for Who, his Barack wife? Obama or this evolved yeah, the this definition? this crap that he's saying. Oh, I mean, Obama. He okay. goes to Johannesburg... You know to say about. this garbage, yeah, I, I think I do know what it's about. Of course. It's about identity politics. It's about leftism. It's about saying, we need women. It's about Michelle running for president next time around. It might be. That's an incredibly good point. So this hashtag, Evolve the Definition, is where you can find this stupid, ridiculous, masculinity is a problem video. And, of course, Barack Obama must have a problem with men, too. Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. Who says that? Masculine men's lives matter. That's I like a new that. organization. It's a new organization. I'll try we that. Start that Let's out. See how it goes. T-shirts, hats available online starting next week. 454-1366. Phone lines open. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers. Well, he's not as high as some. You got to see the income of some of these university presidents. So you think Michael Rao at Virginia Commonwealth University gets paid a lot, right? According to the Almost Richmond, a million dollars. According to the Richmond Times Dispatch, they had him at eight hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. According to the Chronicle, which is a uh, the Chronicle of Higher Education, the country's largest news organization, has Michael Rao making. $690,000, which includes a $523,000 base pay, $31,000 in bonus pay, another $136,000 in other pay. Either way, it's like, why? What, why? what, what do you do? Did he create and invent universities? <laughs> exactly. Does he have this machine that sends information into your brain? I mean, what did Michael Rowell, what does he do every day? to make the university or the kids that much smarter. And by I the way, we pay it. The taxpayers are paying a lot of yeah. that. I always wondered what did Rao the sun guy, the Egyptian sun guy do? Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with Probably more than he does. his name marks the same. I don't think it's anything to do with the god of sun. You know? Egypt. No, I don't. Oh. I could be wrong. Maybe. Never mind. Maybe he is a god. I bet he acts <laughs> like one. He's a god of money. He's got plenty of it. 
I mean, I, I just want to know how I screwed up. Maybe I should have been a university president. And how did they I get definitely should have been one if it pays that kind of money. And remember, you know this, what? I'll take over. I'll take over VCU for half. You pay me half. Deal. Half. I bet you'd be just as good at school. Here's what I do know. I do know that you wouldn't put emphasis on color of somebody's skin over their abilities. Well, like I, he does. I, no, I wouldn't. It would like be a colorblind right. acceptance thing. Except and, I, my, and I would buy hot dogs. We'd have a hot dog day every month. Michael, Michael Rao has to designed the Virginia Common University based on the color of somebody's skin. Now, that's self-proclaimed. Yeah, he has. That's not because we think this. He actually made this statement. Here he is at a graduation ceremony three or four years ago when he said this. You've experienced one of the most diverse universities in this nation, and we're proud of that. It's by design. So you purposely went out, looked at the color of somebody's skin, and invited them to so, the university. You know, we're, we're falling down on not the on, best students, just the most race. best color. So we need a couple people from this race. So yeah. yeah, let's plug them in and cut these others out, even though they are so what that's amazing why. and they've done everything they needed to do to be They're part just of the this university. Color. They don't fit into these columns. So Michael Rao is—is is he a race? What? How do you view that? Michael Rao Racist. says it was on purpose. That they got applications to, for people to come to VCU, and they purposely looked through those applications and said, you are the right color to come here, or you're the wrong color and can't come yeah, here. That should be illegal. Wait that, a minute. It is. That's what he did. You've experienced one of the most diverse universities in this nation, and we're proud of that. It's by design. By design. By design. He purposely did it. So Michael Raug makes $700,000 a year to judge people by the color of their skin? I'll do it for half <laughs> I think this kind of income is preposterous for any government official. Any. This is a ridiculous amount of money. It's stupid. And we and, want some. Unless it's in the private sector. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's in the private sector where you're really creating something, then I mean this is ridiculous. But Michael Well, you've got it. We want it. Now, if he wants to be our friend and take us out every weekend, I'll, I'll, I'll retract everything I just said. Not me. Patriotsatthelewbrothers.com. <laughs> now, you think he's high. Oh. Listen to this. James Ramsey is the highest paid college uh, president ever at the University of Louisville. He makes $4.2 million a year. That is out of control. Kentucky taxpayers. Auburn. Jay Gow, Gow, Gouge? Jay, uh, Jay Gow's band? I don't know what it is. Is the president? No. It's Auburn University's president, $1.8 University of Texas president, $1.5 Temple University, $1.3 Jeez. Here's an offer. We will do it You've already for made half. the offer. Nobody cares about our offer. All, all universities will do it for half. Give us a shot. Yeah. What have you got to lose? Uh, no, well, don't answer that. But <laughs> give us a shot. <laughs> It is. Uh, Raul isn't the perhaps. only Virginia public college president included in the rankings here. Uh, George Mason University, ranked number 47, making $645,000 in pay. We'll do it for half. University of Virginia, Teresa Sullivan, 607. Now, you think UVA would make more than VCU. I don't remember Teresa Sullivan hiring people, asking people to come there based upon the color of their skin. Uh, Virginia Tech, 555000 Old Dominion University made the list at number 100 in highest paid, 505000 
Wow. And then there's the College of William Mary, who's 110. I w- if I was the president of College of William Mary, I'd be like, I'm 110 on the list. I only make $479,000 a year. I- this is preposterous. I could see you now. You'd walk in with a handful of paper, and you'd slam it down on whoever's desk that would let you slam it down on. And you'd say, I should be making more money. I'm, I'm the president of William & Mary. Thomas Jefferson went here. I deserve more. I had my name changed to William and my wife's name to Mary. I no. should be getting much, much more money. This is a That's a very prestigious school, and that president should be making at least exactly. a million. Now, the uh, Virginia private college president. That way we could do it for half and get 250 each. The Virginia private college president. interesting. Jerry Falwell at Liberty which I'm Jerry supporting Falwell. with my son at Liberty, uh, is making about a million dollars a year. That's an awesome school. He makes awesome about a million. School. That's private, though. Uh, you know, that, yeah. no government's giving him that. University of Richmond. No taxpayer dollars are going to that. Right. University of Richmond's making $750,000 a year. So the Spiders and the uh, wow. and Liberty University, uh, what's their, what's their what, what is Liberty University's eagle? What is it? I don't know. I don't know. Spiders and the whoever, Liberty. I should know that. You should know. Man, should, goes there. I know. I should definitely Crying know. Crying out loud. Crying out loud. Not silent. Crying out loud. Out loud. Yeah. Your, phone, your phone call's next. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers. Charlotte, North Carolina, is going to host the Republican National Convention in 2020. They just voted on this last night. And we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, why not? What the why heck? Not? I, I, two nights ago, they voted on this, and the city council, the uh, the woman mayor is um, is championing the bid. Believe it or not, she's a Democrat, and she says it's fine. Republicans can come here. I want to go down there and infiltrate the Republican protesters, and <laughs> be fun, wouldn't and, it? And pretend yeah. to be a radical one left. Of the, not you, you got to yeah. learn how to chant. They got some unbelievable chants. The left is a good chant. I'll group. tell you what, I can come up with some chants. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I can. <laughs> I just have to write them down because I'll chant it out once, and they'll be like, "What did you just say?" I have no clue. That, exactly. I have you're, no idea. You're, what you're, just you know what? That's so true. That's so true. All right, coming up, uh, Lee County, Virginia, just uh, voted to have teachers armed. Home of the Lees. Let's debate this, shall we? Let's have your phone calls on it also. 454-1366-454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. After five o'clock in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. Ultimate fake news is that humans cause global warming. We'll discuss that this hour. T-shirts to fund Obama Elementary School here in Richmond. T-shirts, mind you. T-shirts. And they're only going to spend what was it? Hundred seventy thousand? No, no, no. That's twenty-seven thousand. Roanoke's twenty-seven thousand. Roanoke's hundred seventy. That's still a stinking pile. Sure it is. Of T-shirts. And Lee County. Just to prove teachers can carry a firearm. We'll debate that next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio is the Founding Fathers intended. My name's Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this uh, probably last rain-free day for a while. I didn't know what you are going to say. Probably the last uh, what? <laughs> rain <laughs> is coming in around 1 a.m. in oh, the morning, and it's oh, going to get us toasty wet. Perfect. Hot, nasty, humid. All right, let's open the phone lines let's up, Mark. Sweat Clear like pigs. Clear the lines. Four or five. 
Don't laugh at me. 454 1366. He's a pig sweater. 454. him. 1366. <laughs> Southwest Virginia County, Lee County. Phenomenal name. Great Named county. after the Lees. The Lees. Us. Uh, the school district Americans. is the first in the state to approve a program to arm teachers. 454 1366. Good idea. Bad idea. Well, let me just go on record and state my, my view on it. I think the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And no liberal, any gun law that you think you could get your little greasy hands on and implement will stop somebody from finding one and wandering into a school somewhere. You absolutely need someone in the school with a gun to protect the kids. At, I, I think you need question. more than one. With, with more you, than one. You know, without depending question. on the size of the school, sure. you should have three or four you know, school marshals that are heavily armed. This is the question. Who are you concealed? Who should be the person to carry the gun to protect the school is really the debate. Because in my opinion, there is no debate that there should be someone in the school with a firearm. The debate really is, who should it be? Now, Lee County, Virginia, train firearm specialist. believes that the teachers can be armed or should be armed and voted to allow them to be armed to do this. It is my opinion that I don't think the teachers should be in that role. Well, you know, Lee County is in southwestern Virginia. We have determined that now. And they probably have teachers that chew tobacco in the class, you know, wear oh, cowboy hats and boots. Why are you doing that? They have I'll a team next to their desk. Stop. You know, <laughs> all right, kids. All right, kids. Stop Ding. it. That's Let's ridiculous. get our textbooks out. It is only 24,000 people <laughs> and, uh, in Lee County. That's, Jimmy, that's, Jimmy, come over here and, like, empty my spit Why are you doing this? This has you're nothing to do with the topic. You're, 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 you're doing Today, a disservice to the we're going to learn about this the difference in a 30-30 and a 30-odd six. <laughs> now, that's, now, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. That's the way it should be, by the way. And, you know, the M1 carbine, what a piece of crap in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> thing I get a firefight thing jam. This on isn't necessary. Over and over and over and over and over. This isn't necessary. <laughs> this far southwestern Virginia County only has twenty four thousand people in it, but it's the first in the state to adopt this security program that allows the, um, the some teachers to carry guns. Thirty seven teachers have already asked to be considered and be heard to be allowed for it. The policy. Adopted by the school board says any employee in good standing who submits a written application, passes a psychological test, and completes training with the sheriff's department can carry a concealed firearm on the school grounds or store weapons in approved safes. The, uh, the video shows that during the vote, it was unanimous, and the crowd applauded loudly upon approval. Wow, the vote was unanimous. People aren't afraid of guns said one school board member. They grew up around here hunting and different things, are comfortable with them, and know gun safety. No, True. No gun safety? They know it. They know oh, it. I thought you said there was no gun safety. Oh, no, no. So that's K-N-O-W. That's come on. Kind of, come on now. Come on. Now, I know this is controversial to some <laughs> who think, yeah, I think it's controversial to some who say, there shouldn't be any guns in school. Like, that's just ridiculous. 454 You can't even draw a picture of one in <laughs> town Isn't that so true? without getting in deep trouble. Was it Nate that grew that drew pictures? Nate the Great. Drew pictures drew a of a picture. battleship, right? Well, he drew a picture of a battleship, with, and they told him 
they had to take the guns off the battleship. And he's like, well, then it's not a battleship. So true. You know, what are you going to do, load rocks with a catapult? I mean, it's teachers not Teachers don't a, know this. It's so ridiculous. He, he was changed right, the, the guns over to look at to look like different things. And I said, you changed your guns over? He said, they're just camouflage guns. <laughs> <laughs> then he drew a picture of a revolver, a great picture of a revolver just from memory. And it was awesome. And he, he what, wrote, what brand was it? What caliber it was, was it? Smith & Wesson. 357. Beautiful. Nine. That's phenomenal. And he wrote on top of the You picture, raised him right. My future. <laughs> <laughs> and he signs it by Nate Lee. Yeah, it was a bit. And? I still have it. Yeah, what, what happened at the school? Did they erupt into a pan uh, road because someone drew a picture of a gun? Well, you know Nate. He's a sweet kid. He's a wonderful kid. And, and he, he would never do anything wrong to not. anybody. Of so they just not. told him, they said, you know, guy, you can't draw these pictures oh, no. in school. Can't draw a picture of a gun. So you can't. Why? <laughs> I know, because he's just an innocent kid going. Are you kidding like, me? What is wrong with this picture? I can turn it into a Literally, real gun. What's wrong with this picture? They said, "Well, don't draw guns anymore." So he they drew, let him bring his picture home. So he drew. His, they he, weren't happy campers. He but they let him bring his picture home. Camouflage guns now. They can't. Teachers can't see it. Only kids can see it. Yeah, he found a bullet out on the playground. They about lost their minds. Oh, over I can that. imagine. Uh, it's ridiculous. So now we're in this debate. He turned it in. Lee County, Virginia, is making history. Lee County says, look, um, the school board member by the name of um, Michael Kidwell said, quote, the only way to fight a gun if somebody comes through these doors with a gun to shoot our students is with another gun. Board member Rob Hines echoed the chairman and said at least it gives us a chance. Or a broom handle if you're behind the guy. He said, at least it gives us a chance. If we sat there and did nothing, I couldn't sleep at night. At least we're trying to do something, unquote. Amen. Thank you for at least that. I would rather have you, although I don't think teachers should be armed, because we should have uh, uh, marshals in the schools that are uh, hidden, that no one knows who they are. This is a doing something move where the left doesn't have a solution. Give me a solution. 454-1366. What should Lee County, Virginia do? Four five four thirteen sixty six. What should any what should any school, school do? District exactly. Do. Put marshals in there. Hide them. Put like metal on detectors on the front door. No, you don't need that. That's stupid. No, it's not this stupid. Is, well, stupid may be strong. Word. You're stupid. It's not. Okay, I'm stupid. That's thanks for everyone's. All. What, a, what a phenomenal way of arguing. Oh, You're really? stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very ugly thing for you to say. Anything they do to prevent a gunman getting into the school. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Right. Well, not anything. You don't want lockdown. The point is, Lee County, Virginia, you know, is here's saying the thing. it's okay to arm the teachers. The teachers have volunteered. There's some argument about the legality of this. We'll share that with you next and how they got around the legality. Think and, about this. Air marshals with German shepherds. On our school campuses. Rock. Yeah, that'd be that cool. Rock. You could come yeah. up and pet the dog unless you, you had the a gun. Dog, the dog would bite you, your throat out. If you've that's been right. around a gun lately, it's liable to rip your hand Exactly, off. and that's okay, I suppose. you over the head with the bloody end of it. All right, let's debate it. it your phone call's it. next, 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading. It's the Lee Brothers. Whatever it Well, let me say this. I think we need to do more to protect all of our citizens. I have long advocated, uh, this is not what today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. We lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. I mean, I've long talked about this. <laughs> if that's true, why are we so worried about this gun flesh-eating 
bacteria. That's true. Because ninety three million a it? day. Yeah, they're, they're all gonna. We're all gonna be dead long before any flesh eating. The flesh eating bacteria is like they're getting together, saying, "Man, well, what are we gonna do?" <laughs> all these people dying <laughs> from gun something, violence. There's who, something wrong with you. Who are we gonna eat? Um, Lee County, Virginia is arming teachers. Let's leave the country. Lee County School Board just voted unanimously to allow school teachers to carry in the schools. Now, some say it's against Virginia law and federal law. So here's what Lee County did. They found out that teachers with concealed handgun permits, which it would exempt them from the federal law. And they also appointed a special conservator of the peace for Lee County schools by a judge that would exempt the teachers under Virginia state law. That's how they got around it. So right now, for G- Lee County, Virginia, can arm teachers. 454-1366. Your thoughts? Chris from Richmond, you're on 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Hey, Richard. Hey, Chris. Glad to hear you back on the radio, man. Hey, man, this is Chris I- Lee. Thank you, bro. <laughs> hey, I've, I've missed hearing you back a while back, and you're sounding good. Thank you. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. Great. As far as what's going on in Lee County, man, I think it's the greatest thing that's happened in this state in a long time. And another thing I think we could look into as far as statewide would go, we got all these veterans coming back and getting out of the military that are having a hard time finding jobs. There you go. I absolutely think these guys would be wonderful security for our children today. School marshals, that's that's the ticket, I think. I, I think it would be, you know, you put these guys in to do what they've been trained to do for years and say, here it is. This is your area. Protect it. Protect it. Yep. Love the idea. I like it's, it, too. Good stuff, Chris. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, sir. Four, Let's five, get four. together and grill, brother. Hey, give me a call after you get off the air tonight. Okay, I will. I don't have my cell phone with me right now, but give me a call later. All right, All right bro. All right. Can I come, or is that just you guys? Just I can't go? Yeah, you can come. I, know, well, I want me to bring the food, right? right? Let me give you the address. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous. All right, 454-1366, 454-1366. There's got to be some who, who disagree with the move. You know, there's probably those who think, oh, this is ridiculous. Sure, it happens in Lee County, you Lee brothers. You probably helped spike the... Spike, no, we didn't. I'll, de- I'll deny it for as long as I can get away, <laughs> get with, away it. with it. Exactly. What if, are they going to pay these teachers more? Are they going to provide the firearms for them and, and all of the training? I suspect they are. But could. If might. you're going to do all this, why not just bring in school marshals, map out the school? Some do- There's a lot of doors around the school that need to be kept locked all day long. Well, they already are. Most of them yeah, already are. Yeah, they, I mean, there's they very are, few. But, you know, you just need to go around and check and make sure they're still right, locked. They do that, but we need you know. to have protection in the schools. That's what this is all about. Lee County said they can't put their head on their pillow at night not doing anything. This is doing something. The I left, agree. The left says we have to get rid of guns. That's impossible. It's never, never going to happen. happen. There will always never. be guns for the bad guys. How many the only times, law is going to keep the good guys from having them. How many times have you got into a conversation with someone on the left who says, well, we just need to eliminate the guns. How are you going to do that? A laser beam from space? I mean, how are you going well, to eliminate? Well, it doesn't matter. It's about a feeling. It doesn't matter if it's reality. You can't do it that. Makes them feel good. Common sense should tell these people. You no. can't teach common sense. No. And that's very.
very obviously. It's about but, feelgoodism. It's nothing to facts. Facts are irrelevant. It's a bunch of crap is what it is. Listen, it just makes you it's feel good. It's a point to argue. Sure it's it is. something for them to fight about. It's liberals trying to show compassion that they're caring by saying something absolutely impossible to ever happen. This is utopia. Yeah, it's a liberal, liberal fake utopia. And you're looking for something to fight about. Fight about whether or not the pizza shop down the street changed their sauce. Fight about something ridiculous. Because a lot of pizza shops are changing their sauce to something spicy. And I think that's wrong. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. What is. You, how do you, you get come a pizza from stuff? a shop today and it's so good. Are you that pizza's good. I want to get another one. Next week you are order you another room? pizza. And the thing is, hey, how I'm trying to that? make a point here. Shut your mouth. <laughs> You get it and it's spicy, burns your tongue out of your head. You, you call him up and say, "Y'all change sauce?" Well, I don't know. I don't know what Guido did. He might have. Oh he, he changes sauce a lot. Well, let me speak to Guido. I thought we. Oh, well, what is your problem, man? What's your problem? The pizza is burning my tongue. I thought this was Lee well. It's a pizza. It's supposed to be teachers army spicy. Help well, take your spicy pizza and stick it up your nose, Protecting Guido. I changed my address. So don't come looking for me. <laughs> So we're not talking about getting back to Lee County. No, okay, thank There's you. There's a lot of really Welcome good back. pizza shops in Lee County. Welcome if back. They Ruben don't Lee. change their sauce. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty W N T W. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream. It's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers. <laughs> You know, if you knew pizza like I knew pizza, oh, you'd agree with me. I'm not you. saying anything else. There's very you few. know I'm right. There's very few who love pizza less than me. I mean, more than me. So I'm one saying. of them. Roanoke Stonewall Jackson Middle School. Who? Roanoke Stonewall Jackson Middle School has renamed it after a local railroad executive this week. Why? Well, because Stonewall Jackson is... Apparently upsetting to somebody. Stonewall was a cool guy. Well, here's the deal. He just We there. talked about this a couple of weeks ago whenever they made this decision to make the change. I'm just telling you who they announced this. Now, Fishwick Middle School, which is... Fishwick? Fishwick. John Fishwick. Fishwick. John, I, like John, fish and then Wick. W-I-C-K? Yeah, like exactly. John. Not only like that, it's exactly like that. That is what it is. Is Fish's first name? It's, no, John. <laughs> John P. Fish. Hey, Fish! <laughs> John, John P. Fish. I wonder what that smell was. <laughs> Fishwick. Now it's Fishwick that, that, Instead of Stonewall. Sure. Stonewall is such a cool name. Uh, it, it really is. That's a kick button. I wanted to be named Stonewall before yeah. I was born. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. So, so well, here's what they've done. Mama now, said, "How's Fishwick grab I you? guarantee I you, reach eyes going to smack her upside <laughs> Mama's head. He's got nip back. That's pretty funny. Now, here's the deal. This John Fishwick Middle School is John. Do we know everything about John Fishwick? Is he pure as a wind-driven snow? What if we find out Fishwick had a slave, or that he he said the n-word sometime? Are we going to not change the name again? Because you know what it costs to change the name from. Stonewall Jackson Middle School in Roanoke to Fishwick Middle School. Get this, $170,000 to change the name. See, in we Roanoke. would do it for a third. Give us a deadline, give us some pizzas. It's not spicy. Oh, and we'll have it. We'll do it for I a third. You could weave that into just about anything. It's brilliant. Don't start that again. Don't stop that again. That's great. Where is that from, by the way? That sounds like, uh, is that from Narnia? Ireland. It's from Ireland. Is that Narnia? Is that what that is? What from is that? Ireland. That's, uh, I forget where that's from. It's from Ireland. Oh, it's from the Jungle Book or something? Or Scotland. Oh, Jungle Book, okay. 
Jungle Book wasn't in Ireland or Scotland. No, was they don't it? have pizza there either, so don't go down that path. Did they have a gorilla that spoke with an Irish accent? You you won't believe what's Rawr, next. Matey. The biggest fake news of all times that humans cause climate change. We'll discuss that next. That's actually been pretty it's good. Cal buds. This guy's coming to Chester to speak at the Chesterfield Patriots, and uh, we got him on the show next to tell us why it's a con foisted upon mankind. It's a lie. Yeah, it's all cow That's problems. exactly it's right. Not man, it's cows. Just saying in general. Check us out, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Keyword Lee Brothers takes you to our page where we have uh, the public unions and um, a bunch of other stuff there that you'll appreciate it. 820theanswer.com. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of what good? The world what good is a planet without humans? I mean, you almost think like, okay, humans are destroying the planet, and then people are like, well, we got to stop this mess. And it's almost the argument's almost like, well, if we didn't have humans, it'd be better. That's the, what the point of the planet is us. There's no other point to it. A lot of the scientists swear that it's cows and their nasty gas. That's not that either. They say that cow poots, for lack of a better term, and I don't like the word. What a RT. So I don't say it. Don't just spell it. It's hard. Poots soft. And mellow. Anyway, cow poots (laughs) (laughs) cause problems with global warming. All of it's a con foisted upon mankind. Must be some hot gas in the city tonight. Lee Brothers, just after 535 in the capital of the Commonwealth. My name is Sky Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother. Sitting to his left sometimes is for a laugh. It's Richard Lee. It's Richard Lee. Richard Lee. You heard Barack Obama say stupidness like this. Convinced that no challenge... No poses a greater threat to our future. Poses a greater future threat. generations. In cow poops. Than a changing climate. And that's what brings us here today. The Pentagon says that climate change poses immediate risks to our national security. The Pentagon. The Pentagon. How are they going to fight global uh, Let's say for a minute that possibly it's real. Are they going to shoot missiles at the clouds? I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to try to stop the storms. You know, they say there's a large group of people in this country that think for a minute yes. that the president of the United States, Mr. Trump, has a weather machine. Uh, that's and he ridiculous. actually sits in his office and says, I'm bored. Bring me the weather machine. All right. Uh, joining us hurricanes. to add clarity to this is Steve Gorman. He is an executive director of the Climate Science Coalition of America, and he's actually coming to Chester, Virginia. Steve? Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. Great to join you. Great stuff. And Great you're right. You. Uh, we, we live in a world of superstition. <laughs> many, many people today think that if we change light bulbs, we can save polar bears, or if we drive electric cars, we can make the storms less severe, or if we... Uh, put in solar cells we could stop the oceans from rising that that by my definition is is superstition well i have a, i have a serious question if someone came out with industrial strength gas x and gave it to all the cattle would that help yeah i like great sound effects there with the cattle it is amazing that's yeah, actually that's a cow we've got him in the building <laughs> coal plants have been a target but uh agriculture is is a coming target of of this movement yeah nitrogen fertilizer uh, cows, all sorts of things cause dangerous global warming. Oh, nobody takes my idea for industrial strength gas X. Uh, yeah, nobody will. Tag on it. Because it's really <laughs> not even an idea. It's just a waste of... Anyway. Well, the little so, ones, the cows uh, wouldn't chew them up. 
So Steve, give us give us some insight onto you know we're ta- we're constantly told that human beings are the problem here, right? That the fact that we're on this earth, earth would be fine. I mean, except us. I mean, we're we get in the way by breathing. Just the fact that we're here causes warming, right? Yeah. Well, it, it is remarkable if if you look at temperature over the last hundred and thirty years. I like to put up a chart and and show the rise on a reasonable scale. Uh, we've had only a one degree rise in the last 130 years. That is what all the hubbub is about. That's what scientists say is caused by our industry. Yet, if you go back in history, you find uh, shifts in temperature over the last uh, several thousand years of two to three degrees, right. all from natural. 8,000 years ago, it was two to three degrees Celsius warmer than it is today. We've had ice ages. We've had a lot of other things. But, boy, this one degree rise in the last 130 years has to be caused by your neighbor's SUV. And it's just, it is, it's, uh, it's really crazy. The argument I've always proposed and always asked, the, the question of the, of the radical environmentalist is, what should the temperature of the planet be? Is there, do we know what it should be? And if so, do we have a thermostat to set it at that? And, and also, where did the global cooling go from the 70s and early 80s? That's right. Everybody thought there was going to be an ice age. But, you know, it's amazing today that we have uh, people, when they choose to retire, they generally go to Florida or Texas or, <laughs> right. or Arizona. They don't go to North Dakota, Saskatchewan, or Alaska. Yet our own U.S. government says warm climates are dangerous. I mean, this is just... This is the emperor has no clothes. It's complete nonsense. Well, let me play complete nonsense for you. This is a clip that uh, we play all the time for our, our climate specialists that come and join us about, uh, about almost exactly what you just said. Let me see if play. everybody's raising living standards to the point where everybody's got a car and everybody's got air conditioning and everybody's got a big house, uh, well, the planet will boil over. <laughs> I'm Barack Obama. Can you, can, can you believe that? Can you believe that statement? Yeah, even even the very intelligent and educated people can uh, can do foolish things or say foolish things when they think they're doing a good cause. It's it's remarkable. What what is your biggest uh, debunked? What is the one thing that you love so, debunking? So if you break down the greenhouse effect, and the greenhouse effect, sunlight comes to our atmosphere, it's captured by the Earth. The Earth warms up, gives off lower energy infrared radiation. That usually goes back out into space, but that does is captured in the molecules of greenhouse gases and cause them to vibrate. So we do have a greenhouse effect, and people are blaming that on our industry. But if you go and break down the greenhouse effect, the first thing that you, you learn is that the dominant greenhouse gas in our atmosphere is not carbon dioxide or methane. It's water vapor. Somewhere between 75 and 90% of Earth's greenhouse effect is caused by water vapor and clouds. And then if you look at the last quarter of the greenhouse effect, you find out that most of the carbon dioxide in our atmosphere came from the oceans and the biosphere. Every day, nature puts 20 times as much carbon dioxide into the atmosphere as all of Earth's industries and <laughs> removes about the same amount. And so the way, entire- I got a second, removes the same amount. Right. It, take, it, it puts it up there, but it also removes it. Matter of fact, every year, 30% of the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is, is removed. There's a big transition. It uh, goes into the oceans, goes into the biosphere. So we have this tremendous, the Earth is generating carbon dioxide and putting it up there and taking it out and dominating things. Uh, industry is very, very small. And the climatists, if you will, assume that the world was 
unchanging. Carbon dioxide was unchanging before our industry. So everything we put up there has to be an additive thing. And there's that, that's really a, a theory with a lot of holes. So the planet isn't isn't uh, at risk. The planet isn't weak. It's able it's not to melting. It's not melting. It doesn't have. It's not in a panic mode. It's absolutely taking care of itself. Just like when the oil seeps out of the ocean's floor, we got little microbes that eat it. It's amazing, and, right? And isn't it true that uh, all the water that was on Earth when the world was created is still here? It didn't go anywhere. It can't get away. It yeah, might be in a different form, but it's still water here. Water isn't, uh, isn't created or disappeared. I think over geological time, things can change, but that's another thing I don't, don't necessarily want to get into. But if you take any calamity that people say is coming, either polar bears dying off, we have three times the polar bears we had uh, 50 years ago, data shows the storms, droughts and floods are neither more extreme or more frequent uh, the oceans have risen 390 feet in the last 20,000 years. They're rising at a rate of 8 inches per century. And no scientist can tell you when natural ocean rise stopped and man-made began. All of these <laughs> things, all of these things uh, there's no evidence to support the, the fears of the disasters. What do you think this is about? Well, I think, the world, I think the world jumped to a conclusion. That's the first factor. Back in 1988, Dr. James Hansen of NASA came and testified before Congress, said he thought the world was warming, and he was 99% sure that humans were causing it. And within just four years, we had the Rio de Janeiro Earth Summit when 45 nations and the European community signed a treaty saying they would reduce greenhouse gases. And for the last 25 years, they've been arguing about how much and when to reduce those gases, but more and more data shows that we're not seeing dangerous warming. And then the second factor, of course, is money. Um, you know, today we have uh, solar and wind industries and biofuels. We have uh, environmental editors at, at newspaper desks. We have deans of sustainability universities, vice president of sustainability at corporations. There's a tremendous momentum behind all of this, and it's going to take a long, long time to get back to something normal. Well, I'm encouraged. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there is there is some good news from a skeptical point of view. First, a lot of scientists are now predicting we're going to have a couple decades of cooling because the the uh, solar activity on the sun is very low, and scientists have tied that to uh, uh, Earth's temperatures. And then the second thing, if you look around the world, a lot of renewable policies are failing, and governments are pulling back on the subsidies. So I think uh, so. The whole the whole thing is collapsing. The whole idea is all going to collapse in the next couple decades. Back to global cooling. Where do you think they'll go next after that global cooling (laughs) runs over? I mean, where what will they do next? Hopefully, they get after real pollution issues. There are real pollution issues we need to solve. One, for example, is eighty percent of the world's wastewater is discharged untreated into oceans, uh, lakes, and streams right now. That doesn't happen in the U.S. much or Europe. We're like 1%, but if you, if you remember the Olympics down in, in Brazil right. or South America, they, the swimmers didn't want to swim in the water. They're just building their first uh, uh, water treatment plants down there. So there are real pollution issues we need to solve uh, rather than spending over $250 billion a year to try and stop the planet from warming. Good point. Amen. Good point. Fantastic. Good stuff. Thanks, Steve. And by the way, you're going to be in Chester when? August 6th? I am. Monday, August 6th. Uh, you guys ought to come out. I'm going to do a presentation on the mad, mad, mad world of climatism. I'll put up 100 slides, a whole bunch of video clips. 
love to meet you guys or, or any of your listeners. So that is at the uh, that's at the Chester Library, August sixth. We're gonna I'll tell you what we're gonna try to post this on our page so people can see it. Yeah, Thank and you'll you. see you'll see us there. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, love, love to, to meet you guys. I'll introduce you as well. <laughs> well, let us introduce you. That'd be more fun. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Good to see you, bud. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, guys. That's Steve Gorham. He is an executive director of Climate Science Coalition of America. And a truly great American. Your phone calls next, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. The Lee Brothers on AMA 20. America, America is good. America is great. Greatest nation on the planet. God's gift to no, society. I'm, I'm, I'm really serious because I am too. The, the people of America. You think I'm not serious? The people of America. That's really great. Are, uh, they're, they're amazing people. And we're told daily by the press, a certain political party, the media, that America's racist, America's divisive. People are not proud to be American anymore. We're, we're told these things, but they're not true. There are some incredible things that are happening that are very, very good in America that never get discussed, never get talked about. There's no, no way to... Sensationalize it. Ex- exactly. Right. There's no way for the media to do that. And then there's this. The story about this teenager who couldn't find a car, couldn't get a ride to work. The name of the place was Bellhops. It was a moving company, and he had to get to work. So he walked 20 miles. Walter Carr, a college student in Alabama, did last Friday what most people wouldn't even consider doing. He walked 20 miles to make it to his first day at work. U.S. Marine hopeful walked all night. He finally made it to Homewood to Pelham at 4 a.m. when a group of four police officers noticed him, picked him up, took him to breakfast, and he started the workday at Bellhops, a moving company. Wow. The CEO, Luke Marklin, who Luke. traveled from Chattanooga to reward the young staffer in a truly life-changing way. When Marklin drove to Alabama under the guise of wanting to have coffee with Carr, to personally thank him for making an overnight track by walking to work, the CEO had much more in mind. At the end of their time together, Marklin, the CEO of the company, handed Carr the keys to his own barely driven 2014 Ford Escape. Wow. This young black American, if that matters to someone in the story, I don't know. It doesn't to me. He was stunned. He said, seriously? Emotionally, Carr replied before embracing Marklin. The bellhops executive told Carr, who had moved to Alabama from New Orleans after he and his mother lost everything in Hurricane Katrina, said he was blown away by his efforts to get to work on time. This was the least he could do. The CEO said, quote, we set a really high bar for them from the amount of heart and grit that we bring to our work every day that we bring to our customers. And man, you just blew it away. You really took it to the next level. How many people can you find like that? So a couple things. You're right. How, how many people are like that? I, I, I would get, I would, I want people to think that there are more than you even know. But number two, this is a CEO of a company. The evil self-employed entrepreneur CEO, the evil CEO that Bernie Sanders talks about, the evil CEO that so many in the left talk about has done something. who keeps all the money. Yeah, right, exactly. 
did something amazing here. This is a feel-good story. This is America. This is what America is, not what you see on CNN, not what you see on the nightly news. This, this is really who you are, your neighbors, your families, your churches, your communities. The heart of America is that story. The heart of America is not what CNN tells you is a racist America. It's not what The View thinks. Whoopi Goldberg thinks this country is racist and the rest of them. It's not that. It's what I just showed you. That, that man right there, that employee, will work long and hard for that CEO all his time with that company. And that CEO, you know, he's the kind of guy that's going to reward based sure. on people's efforts, people's work ethic. There's he a- knows this guy, first day, has got a work ethic beyond anything you find just about anywhere it's very very rare this guy walked that distance to start his first day on the job and there's the other lesson and that's amazing the other lesson work ethic the other it pays it does you work hard and i'm telling you i tell my kids rewarded you will be rewarded for it now if you think you're a victim and everyone's out to get you and you're mad at the world or you you think that you should be paid all this money before you, you put your worth ethic to work, you're going, there, there you're going nowhere fast, and you never will go anywhere fast. This is the United States of America. You can do anything if you work hard. This, this right here is the best example of who we are. And, you know, we come to this radio program every Friday from 3 to 6, and sometimes we don't point out these good things. Because it's more fun mocking and puning others. But the whole time, there's great stories like this that we need to be reminded that America, your neighbors, are good people. We have, we have fun. <clears throat> yeah, we pick on some people sometimes. But yeah. bottom line is if you want to keep this nation great, you need to keep people like Dave Brad in office. You need to put Corey Stewart in office. You need to That's make sure you put the you right that? people <laughs> Into right, the right, right jobs politics, baby. to save. You're worse than I am. That's if awesome. you want to keep this company, the country, the way it is, that's what you need to do. Per- period. Lee Brothers, eight twenty WNTW. Word. And that's a wrap. But it's not a pretzel tortilla. Diet Dr Pepper wrap, is it, my brother? He can't stand any of that. How, how can you go through life? without standing any of that. Thanks for joining us today. We had a good time. We hope you did too. We're here every Friday from 3 to 6 on 820 WNTW. Be sure to stay tuned for Cut to the Chase with Senator Amanda Chase coming up right right after us. Have a wonderful and safe weekend, and we'll see you next Friday right here on 820. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer, and we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.